Do you like talking about things you're not qualified to talk about? Us too. The Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. Every week, your host, that's me, Cassie Jerkins, invites a new funny guest on to get down and nerdy. Laugh and learn about topics like how to buy a house, the Terminator movies, and the Titanic. Check out Dumb Nerds today on your favorite podcast app. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. Aaron Whitehead's episode is coming up right now. She's from Kid Griff. She's great. But right now... We're actually going to do a little bit of an atypical intro. I have to tell you guys the story of how you made Improv Obsession too popular. Uh, I woke up a few days ago, and I had, I had this email from the people that host the Improv Obsession podcast on their servers. And they said to me, hey, we're not going to let any more people download your show. You've gone way beyond the limit that we could possibly allow you to download. Which, like, the limit, by the way, was super high. Like, tens of thousands of downloads a month would be fine. And they said to me... No, no one's going to be able to download any more from you for the rest of the month. And I was like, oh, no, awesome. You know, tons of fans and people are downloading it. Yay. Uh, and then I was like, oh, no, not awesome. Uh, people aren't going to get to hear the next episode for February, which is this one right now. What am I going to do? So I decided to take an action. And that was to tell people that basically the show would have to change. Like I, how it was run is going to have to change. Like I would have to make less episodes available or potentially charge for past episodes or, 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 or you know, just, I don't know, put out less shows. I didn't know what it was going to do, but I was like, I was just telling everybody, like, it's going to have to change. And then also with that, I said, uh, I'm going to put up a PayPal link for you to kick in a few bucks to the show. If you want to donate, you totally can. And, uh, I, you know, I, cause I was afraid I was going to go broke trying to keep it up. So I said like, either you're going to change everything or I'm going to put a PayPal link up on the website. So I did that. And, uh, Guess what? My heart grew three sizes because a bunch of people donated to, to, to keep the show going. And they sent people sent me like these lovely, encouraging notes saying that the podcast helped them and that like they're really fans of the show. And, and so like right now, I guess in this moment, I just want to go through and thank Give like a really, really, really super sincere thank you to the Improv Obsession Heroes. That's what I'm going to call you guys. You are the Improv Obsession Heroes. You keep the show going. You're the reason that people are getting to listen to this episode right now. Because a few days ago, they, were, they weren't going to allow any more people to listen to the show. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, let's just let me just name some of the people who helped out. The Improv Obsession Hero, Danny Cohen, uh, creator of Minutia, uh, beloved uh, improv guy here in Los Angeles, just a sweet dude. He kicked in some money to keep this show going. He's an Improv Obsession Hero. Another Improv Obsession Hero, Will Hines. He's the mad genius, uh, UCB New York academic director. Uh, he's got his lovely uh, 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 po- podcast called Long Form Conversations uh, that one that came from a podcast that inspired me to start mine. Uh, he's also got a great Tumblr, all about improv, just a nice dude, and he's an improv obsession hero. There's Gretchen Wergers. I'm going to say Wergers. Weigers? Weirgers? Gretchen, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say your last name, and I don't know anything about you, but I know the fact that you live in Arizona, and you're awesome, and you're an improv obsession hero, so thank you. Um, there's Paul Campanelli, who wrote for Laughspin, and I actually don't know if you're still doing that, man. We haven't talked about it in a while. What's up? we got to hang out. Uh, and he's also on this awesome LA indie team, Dirty Business. They're really funny. Paul Campanelli, he is a improv obsession hero. Uh, there's Jonathan Rector, who's a longtime supporter, and he's, he's on this LA indie team called The Walking Emoticons. Go watch them. He's an improv obsession hero. 
hero. There's Eric Cunningham, who is genuinely the best writer I know, and I'm afraid of him constantly beating me for work for the rest of my life. I'm sure he's going to do that. But he's a sweet guy, and I can't hate him as much as I want to. So, Eric Cunningham, you're an improv obsession hero. Thank you. Uh, another improv obsession hero, uh, Christopher Hastings. I don't know who you are, uh, but according to Wikipedia, you could either be a chef or a comic book artist or a ski jumper or somebody completely different. But whoever is, I think he's a hero. So that's awesome. There's Daniel Burson, who sound, who was seriously like the first person to, uh, to find this podcast, and he left a review on iTunes like way before I even thought to ask for reviews on iTunes. Uh, and I, you know what? I ran into him outside of the UCBLA Herald callbacks, and he was just as cool as a cucumber. And I was talking to him, chatting about it. He was great. Uh, and guess what? He ended up on the new UCBLA Herald team, Mr. Town City. Go check him out. He was also in my first 401, and he was hilarious. So I'm psyched that that dude is doing well. Good job for you, Daniel. You're an improvisation hero. And then last, there's, there's Stephanie Chang, and it's she's from the Bay Area. So Stephanie, guess what? We're already best friends because I'm from Vacaville, so we're sort of close. Um, she said the podcast has been helping her out in the first year of doing improv. And Stephanie, I have all the faith in the world in you. You're great. You're going to keep being great. And thank you. You are an improv obsession hero. So... Thank you all so much. You're helping keep the podcast online. And all of you have something coming your way. Look for that in the mail. And if your PayPal has the wrong address associated with it, then someone's going to get something from me and be very confused. Um, I'll throw it out to the listeners. I could use a few bucks to make sure I can keep the podcast going. The Improv Session Heroes helped with the cost, and I threw in some more of my own cash to keep it up. But uh, I'll take whatever I can get so I can make sure that we can keep it going and uh, there will no, be, be no service outages in the future. Uh, so you can go to improvobsession.com. Throw in a few bucks. There's a PayPal link on the sidebar. There's an Amazon link also in that same sidebar uh, i'm not asking you to break the bank here i want you to only give if you if you have it if you can throw in a few bucks i'll take it i'll take uh like a buck i don't even care uh but that's it uh that's the story of how you guys uh you made the show too too demand in demand uh and too popular and then some you emerged as heroes and you helped to keep the show going and i i just you guys are so lovely and so kind and i i can't even believe how thankful I am for just having you as listeners and, and friends and, and fans. And uh, yeah, you guys are all the best. I owe all of you so much. Uh, and thank you. Thank you. Really. I got to feel like I'm giving an Oscar speech. Oh, Oscars are today, guys. What's happening? All right. <laughs> Let's just move on. Uh, here is Aaron Whitehead. Here we go. Hiya. It's the Hey everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today, special guest, Aaron Whitehead. Hello. Hello. Uh, you know Aaron Whitehead from her performance uh, on this podcast, I'm going to call it. <laughs> I, I started, I'm very tired. Uh, yeah, you were on the podcast before with the rest of Kid Grift. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It I was. fell in love with you guys that day. <laughs> um, I asked you all to be my boyfriends and girlfriends, and, uh, and, and that didn't happen, but that's okay. Uh, we didn't get that message. We would have. We would have oh, no. done that. Man, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, call it Zuckerberg. Um, and also, you know, more. So yeah, you know her from Kid Griff Herald Night, and uh, I, I don't know. What, what is there anything else that people? What do you share? Know me from Twitter. Oh yeah, that's right. Of thing. course, you yeah. got like the the very popular Twitter. Uh, semi popular. I think I, it's I'm pretty now, popular. I'm, I'm jealous of the people who are who are in the twenty thousands. So now I feel small. You know, you're jealous of the people, so you feel <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, just one day, no. let me break that barrier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll happen. I believe you. Um, all right, so I guess 
let's let's where do we start the conversation today? I say let's just start it at the beginning of improv for the, for you. Wow. Okay. I mean, not not for everybody because that's tough. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't. I'd give you a terrible answer. Okay. I, I don't even think I've memorized the Del Close yeah. thing that they say at the beginning of Harold. Oh Knight, no, you have. You've been there for two years and you haven't done the from Chicago UCB. I could probably draw. I could probably do it. Yeah. Should I try it? Yeah, see? I kind of want to see it. Okay, so the UCB four started in Chicago. No, that's not how. That's it not even started. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to explain what the Herald is. Del Close <laughs> invented the Herald, which is a long form improv form, and then the UCB four brought it to New York. And then they brought it to LA. That's basically it, right? It's okay. Yeah. I should know that. Yeah. I've never hosted Harold Knight. So. One day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could use a little finesse, but I think you're there. You got the terrible. idea of it. I also keep wanting to stare at this microphone because it's furry. Yeah. I don't know why I leave that furry thing on. Uh, all right. I well, I will, it's for the breathing, right? So you don't hear me. No. Right? No. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a shotgun mic. It's for wind outside, but I just kind of oh. leave it on. Okay. It's weird. I'm sorry. Um, the beginning of improv for me <laughs> Yes, uh, was first when I took an acting class in Ojai, California. You're from Ojai? Uh, from seventh grade until I went to college, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, I took, an, I took an acting class and my teacher just taught us like short form games as a way of warming us up. And I didn't even think I knew it was called improv yeah. at the time. And then my next improv experience was at Emerson College when I was on a team called This Is Pathetic. Uh, and... Then I moved to LA and I was like, oh, improv is something that you just do for a while and then you, it's not serious and you don't do it again. And um, then I did a lot of method acting, which was super depressing. Yeah. And when UCB came out here, I took two years to decide to take a class there, which was a mistake. Oh, yeah. You took, you really um, took your time to I get really into it. I really wish I would have just gotten it on the ground yeah. floor. I could be Neil Campbell right now. You, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's too bad. I so know. that didn't work out for you. I know. <laughs> Neil could be me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay. So then let's. Uh, so I mean, well, doing it, doing it in high school. I mean, did you have? I, and yeah, I can't imagine there are a ton of like meaningful experiences to be drawn from that. But did you like enjoy it? Where you're like, oh, this is the fun part, or were you just like, eh? No, I loved I, it. But yeah. it was one of those like you don't have. I had no concept of an improv world. I'd never heard of Del Close. I didn't know there was such a thing as long form improv. Yeah. We were just doing it to jump out there and have fun. And suddenly I was like, oh, I'm really like I really enjoy this thing of not knowing what's going to happen when I step out. Like yeah. it's such a great feeling. And I don't think most people in the world feel that way about stepping onto a stage without a plan. Yeah. Like, it is a particular addiction that I think people are like, this is great. Like something's going to come into my head because something has to, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Totally. I, I think we did, we did that same similar thing in high school. Like I, I had a couple of theater classes and it was just, we do random improv warm ups. They're like, okay, let's just make up a scene. And it's yeah. like, uh, and I remember like, I, I was, I remember just enjoying it because like I can do whatever I want. Uh, and also because I was extremely bad at learning lines right. or any of that. So I'm just like, cool, I, I get to be right now. Uh, but yeah, that that is, that, is a, that, is, that is like kind of a weird thing. Like not everybody liked that. And I remember people would clam up or be like, oh, yeah. Or like, yeah. 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 Well, and there's always people who I think come to an improv show and the thing they come away with is just like, I don't know how you guys do that. Yeah. Like it's not even so much how funny it was. It's like the whole time I just kept thinking like, you don't know what you're going to say next, you know? And that to me is the thing that you get over pretty quickly because yeah. your panic mind will always think of something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's funny how if you do do it for a little bit, you're like how much you can re- 
more and more rely on your like improv mind. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. Like, I'm gonna make this up, and it'll be great. Yeah, and and the more fun. Like, yeah. the, le- the more I can force myself not to plan, which I think is probably one of my biggest weaknesses when it comes to. Well, it's probably a strength and a weakness because I, I think I have a writer brain. Yeah. But if when it's just functioning super fast during an improv show, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Because it's so much more fun to step out and just be like, oh, my body wants this character to be shy or sexy or this. And that's much more fun to follow than I had a clever idea five seconds ago and I'm going to see if I can keep continuing it. Yeah. You know. Okay. Well, we're going to have to talk about writing brains for forever because I feel like I'm a writer brain too <laughs> guy. And uh, right brain guy too, and uh, uh, and and yeah, I feel like there that is a that is something that's valuable and also uh, kind of fucks up your improv a little bit. Yeah, uh, and it's weird. It's yeah, very weird. It is. It was the biggest note I would get from Joe Winger, and then like he was so nice about it. He would always be like, "You know how to craft a joke. Yeah. Like I, you you can you can make a great premise." The premise that you came out with was nowhere in the opening. Yeah. So you can't stand on the back line and write the show. Because it's an improv show, you know? And I was like, ah. That's I didn't think I, I, I didn't think I was. My mind yeah. went from A to D to E and yeah. then would step out and do that thinking that was an A to B move. Yeah. You know, like I didn't... Yeah, I find I had to like force myself to not skip those those steps. I feel like everybody does that, that a little bit too early on in their improv of just like, okay, I'm really going to cook this the suggestion into something great like you're really yeah. like they're really trying to like spin it into something interesting uh and and what's what's funny is like yeah because like a lot of times people will see that and just like i don't know what that was like it maybe right. even if it's funny i have no idea what happened but if you see somebody take a suggestion and then work directly off of that and then turn it into something great they're like what i yeah. saw the whole process this is amazing and then that of course involves your scene partner and you build it together as opposed I don't think, to i don't think of that you don't really do partners. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do improv alone right yeah totally yeah. i'm really good at it yeah uh no uh no actually i did i did i did a, pra- uh, a practice where one of my coaches had us do like three beats in a group game of a herald alone and I was like, "This is great!" And I had, so I was like, "I, I should not be doing this." I think, I, I think, I should not enjoy this with that much. But I, it was, uh, it's a good, it's a good exercise for anybody who ever uh, wants to try it because you do, because um, you, I think, like you play multiple characters and you're really, really forced to like listen to yourself because there's just nothing else. Like if you, like I think that uh, it helps with people who are particularly writerly, like myself, in that, like normally. If you if some, your partner says something like, "All right, let me let me do this," but if you're saying stuff to yourself, there's nothing, and you're like, all right, "I'm going to make this work" because it just is out there. It's yeah, weird. it's a weird thing. Well, listening to yourself is an important skill too. Yeah, like I, one of the biggest things that's helped me is like remembering the first thing I said because it usually is you've like written the character outline for whoever what yeah. your point of view is. Yeah, and it's so easy to say the first thing, get a little thrown by whatever comes back at you, and be like, "Oh." I should change my mind about how I'm going to play yeah, this. Dro- yeah, like, dropping no, it instantly. You just, you already, like, you've already set the blueprint out and whatever the first thing was. And Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I, have, I have a coach, uh, Dan Oster, who's very much like, you know, whatever whatever that first thing, really honor it. And, he just said, and it's such a weird, abstract thing to say. Like, you got to follow that thing, the first thing you did, the first thing you said, even the moment, the physical, hold on to that. Uh, and, it, and, I, and watching more and more, you're like, yeah, if you, if you, if you really be that character or hold on to whatever that first thing he says, it said is really works yeah it's like, a thing well i just i took a class with becky drysdale recently oh, yeah. and she's a big proponent of that but she sort of talks about being like a nerdy super detective when you take that first thing you did where no matter how small the thing was like if if you were a little shy in the way you said the line or if you notice that your body language is in a certain way 
you take that and then as the scene goes you just make it slightly slightly bigger throughout the scene yeah so you're not just it's not just the thing you said it's it's taking a magnifying glass and just making whatever like every single choice the body the way you were breathing the way what you said like any way you could possibly interpret what you said as having a point of view or having an opinion and you just expand it as the scene goes on yeah uh and yeah you obviously found this helpful you like this very much so. I yeah. I love her classes so much. Yeah, they ve- and they really get you out of her head because she's so much about following behavior. Yeah, it's not um, recognizing a pattern and trying to play it so much as it is. Um, uh, well, I mean, it, it, it is. It's just, it's almost like learning it from a different point of view because I think totally. the scenes are the same scenes. If you were to watch scenes in her class, you wouldn't go. They're different than in scenes in other classes. Right. It's almost like she just takes the same concept and looks at it from a different side of the looking glass if right that makes sense maybe yeah. uh so yeah maybe a slightly more character based yeah like yeah and i think like coming coming from your body and repeating like what's funny as opposed to like the game is this thing that we both have to find and i hope we find it ah yeah. we didn't find it that time you know like it's not a thing that's out there it's like a thing you're slowly creating and everything yeah. can be successful in her mind if you look at it that way yeah yeah, that's, that's interesting because, like, yeah, I feel like there's plenty of times where you're like, oh, I, I know this term of the game, and if I just analyze it and look hard enough for it and work at it, and right. you're like, oh, fine, and it will be funny forever, and it's all, and doing all that, it's you'll, you'll more than likely miss it, miss, like, five lines, and then just oh, be yeah. stressed out the whole time. It's like two, like, little blind people, like, grappling in the dark for, like, the game, and everyone's like, I'm fine, I got it. No, 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 I got a different one. Oh, uh, fuck, keep yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and blind people grappling in the dark I just realized I really, I really, blind people hate me on the show already. I meant, I was thinking of moles. No, no, you have to uh, I made it worse. <laughs> I don't know the difference between people and moles. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, and you know what? Blind people love podcasts too, and they love being uh, described as moles. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna it's just gonna stop. Yeah, I'm digging a hole. You know what? It's okay. Um, okay, so then let's uh, then let's let's bounce around a little bit. Let's uh, so Emerson, you did you did uh, improv Emerson College. Yep. Uh, Liberal school. What's what's going on? Why would you do that? What was that all about? I well, I what went was the there. name? It was uh, it was something. This is pathetic. This is pathetic. That's it. Yeah, and I didn't think of the name, but you would think from knowing me that I had. <laughs> um, it was it, it was like there was three teams at the school at the time, and you had, and you auditioned for all three. It was essentially how it worked, and then hopefully okay. got onto one. But yeah, uh, the the only thing I thought of is that's sort of like the movie Pitch Perfect that I just saw. I love the movie Pitch Perfect. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> Can we do acapella later on the show? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Of course. We're a uh, professional acapella. <laughs> You're a singer. Well, we got, we're going to talk about that, too. Um, but okay, no, we, okay, so you auditioned for all three. That makes okay. me think of Pitch Perfect. Continue with it. Got on This is Pathetic, and it was... When I got on, it was short form. And was that like the Bellas? Is that like the Bellas? We were like the Bellas, except okay. that there were two girls, and I think the rest were... No, there, I guess it was half girls, half guys. Okay. I lied. Um, was there... Oh, actually, I am, because there, was there, like, tears of it? Like, you really want to be on This is Pathetic, but, like... These there guys, was oh. only that tier once you were on a team, and then we were like, oh, I'm so glad that I'm on this team. But, I mean, going into <laughs> it, I didn't fucking care. Like, like, oh, I want, like, you go to the show, you're, you're a freshman. I was a junior because I transferred in because yeah. I dropped out of high school. I don't know if you know that, Steve. No, I don't. I did. Um, is, there, is there an interesting story behind that? Should we just move on? No, I just wanted to hang out with older people, and now I am the older person, so I fucked myself in life. Okay. So, I'm sorry. Everything's I got okay. really upset. Everything's okay. Oh, my God. This is so stressful. <laughs> Where's my water? We're only, we're only 12 <laughs> minutes in 
we can stop. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first guess would just cry is running just, away. Oh, I would love, I, I can't wait to cry in an improv show. But, um, uh, wait, what were we talking about? That's uh, Emerson Bellas. Yeah. So I did, I did that. And the weird thing about this team was it was a great group of people. Yeah. Um, but we, I guess I got into the team when they were sort of in a figuring out where they wanted to go mode. And they ended up deciding that we had to, and we had to do this if we wanted to stay on the team. We all had to take classes up in Maine every weekend. And we, the classes were mime. And we studied with this guy, Tony Montanero, mm. who studied under Marcel Marceau. Okay. And we would go every Saturday. We'd drive to Maine and like be in this guy. This, he was like 80 and he would teach us how to like make it look like you're ice skating and how to be a baby and like it was actually very cool but it took the group in a way where we would then do these extremely serious silent shows that were not funny and I I ended up leaving the team after that there you go Um, yeah that sounds like kind of a bummer it was was very strange to go from short form to uh, silent horror yeah. Non non improvised. Like we at that point had had written them without words. Like we've got pretty good. Everybody's been really good at ice skating lately, so let's just do something some ice skating stuff. And I got cast as a tree and I was like this is kindergarten. I didn't come to college to play the tree. Oh no. You know. That's really heartbreaking. So so you just left and they're like done done with that for Yeah, and I had gone I I was there as a writing major and okay. I was writing a ton, which is the only time in my life I've actually been writing a ton. You can check your phone. Isn't no, it? I'm sorry. I'm like buzzing. I just wanted to make sure that I'm not needed somewhere. Um, Technically, I'm at work right now. This is work, right? Yeah, this oh. is work. Ooh. Hey, roommate. How's it going? Yeah. Cool. My eyes are dilated, so I feel like... Oh, you just... Did oh, you just no. get eye stuff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Aaron, the player. Hey, hi. Aaron. Claire. Nice to meet you. Uh, oh, poor eyes. Um, drop... Drop the improv. What were we talking about? I lost. God, I, I for like, oh, I was a writing major, and so yeah, oh, yeah. I, was, I was writing a ton, and just decided that was what my focus was going to be, and it was. I, for my senior year, I pretty yeah. much just wrote just constantly. Wrote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what, what what type of writing was this? Just it was um, fiction from the point of view of a young adult, so it wasn't necessarily written for young adults. Okay. But it was almost everything I wrote ended up being from the POV of a fourteen-year-old boy, actually. Okay. Um, a couple were from girls. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, so yeah. So you said because yeah, one of the things you said that was interesting in your like little your little backstory was like, like and then I just thought like improv was something that you did and like you was like yeah, you know, I, I had just I did not have a world of it. And, and one one weird thing, which is I think is probably what did lead me to UCB out here eventually, was my improv group before we went dark and depressing mm-hmm. uh, went to this like improv college uh conference at wesleyan and the ucb4 were the ones who were hosting it i'd never heard of them i had no idea who they were i ended up in a room for eight hours with matt besser learning how to pull ideas from monologues and i was like this is amazing like (laughs) i was so the way my mind already worked that i couldn't believe that there were people who were making you know amazing shows out of doing that uh, but then, you know, like, then I moved to L.A. after college, and there was no UCB there, and I kind of just let go of improv completely yeah. until until I didn't. Hmm. Yeah. That, does sound, that does sound like a sad story in a it, weird way. Yeah. But the good news is... I found them again. Yay! <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so, so, but yeah, you said, like, when it came, it actually came out, 
Uh, you waited for a little bit to like do stuff. Yeah, there. I did. I was heavily into the method acting, and I really at that point I hadn't quite let go of being Natalie Portman. Oh, you want to be Natalie my, Portman? That was my life goal for a while. For a while, it was Claire Danes. Finally, I learned not to have other people be my life goal because they're already doing that, so that position's right. kind of filled. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, so now I'm trying to be Aaron Whitehead, but okay, but well, that's good. Not the version I am. Yeah. When I got into improv, I was I was trying to be uh, DC Pearson for a little bit, and then I was trying to be Joe Wanger. Wow, that was a big hair change. Yeah, I know. And I was like, well, I got to Honestly, I'm like, I can find a way to do both. Yeah. So I, I can't. I'm no. Not, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm trying to. Now I'm trying to. Pressing. Now I'm trying to be Aaron Whitehead. So <laughs> <laughs> it's also a big hair change. <laughs> yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So uh, so yeah. You're just you're involved in this method, which just is weirdly uh, sometimes. Life has patterns that repeat themselves. That just meant that to me. I'm thinking of you doing the mime thing and like sort of like, uh, it's. I mean, it's good, but also, uh, and then yeah. now it's like the method thing. You're like, it's good, but. Uh. <laughs> I know, and I think that I think that easily happens too when. I've been trying to. I've been giving this a lot of thought lately, so I'm going to be really inarticulate on it because it's still very fresh. You've been giving it a lot of thought, and you're going to be inarticulate about because it. I haven't formed like okay. it's been. It's been one of those obsessive thoughts, but I have not formed any kind of perspective on it. Okay, so I'm this excited. Will be really fun for your uh, podcast. I'm excited. But um, I recently spoke to someone who was like, just as detrimental as it is to say I hate something, and then that's not something I want to do, and sort of eliminate it. It's just as detrimental to be like, I love this thing and this is what I want to do and I found it because that also limits every possibility that's on the side. And so I think that what can happen to me very easily, which and certainly happened with the method acting was I was like, okay, this is where I need to be. I love this class, which I did at first. Um, This is exactly the path I need to be on. And I know that this is the kind of actor I want to be. And I think opportunities would come up because I remember people even saying you should do comedy. And I was like, no, I don't. I don't want to do comedy. Like, I, I enjoy making fun of people. And, and yes, every time the teacher leaves the room, I do impressions of them. But I no, that's ridiculous. And that's, <laughs> that's not something I want to do. That's not really comedy. And I think it was because my mind was so like, no, I've made my decision. And, yeah. and when I thought about it later, uh, and I, it can happen in this too. Like, I, I'll find myself being like, I'm this kind of comedian. And then it's like, but I, but no, I think I was really interested in, you know, one kind of comedy for a few months. And it's just as detrimental to say, so I'm only going to focus on that. And then that takes away any kind of like writing a dramedy or writing something that is more whatever is appealing to you I think is what you should follow as opposed to going these things look appealing but I promised myself I'd go this direction yeah this makes so much more sense if you can see my hands you can see them yeah it's always I, no, <laughs> I got it everybody all these poor blind people are all, just these gonna, moles. <laughs> all these moles these mole people are so confused <laughs> um, you know uh, that, that's interesting uh, it sort of blows my mind and when you were saying that I'm like oh no am I just what am I doing uh uh, but yeah, I, I I I know what you mean. Like that, I think I think in a weird way, um, like getting into improv, I, I felt like a, kind of similar thing. Like I was I I was just looking for something to do, and I found a sketch class. I'm like, I'll do UCB, whatever. I see like one show, I wasn't that like into it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I'll just try it. And then and then after doing the two sketch writing classes, I'm like, all right, I guess I could do improv, like help with my sketch. But like, I mean, it looks cool and like, but I'm not. Whatever, and then by the time I do, I'm like, this is fun. Like, yeah, yeah like following those things that like you enjoy and not, you know, like because I think at a, I think at a point it could have been very much like I'm a writer. Like I'm gonna write. Yeah, I don't need to improvise. Yeah, and I think if you're loving it and that's and and you're still excited yeah. by it every second, that's great. But yeah. and if I'm not, if you're not, yeah, if I'm not, then what? Then 
I think you go, I think you almost have to just go, well, what is appealing without that? For me, it's, I get very scared of going, but I've been focusing on this for so long. Did I waste all that time? Yeah. So then I watch Netflix for five years and I waste that time thinking about not making the next move, yeah. which isn't, I think, smart on my part. A lot of movie research. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's good, some good documentaries on there, so that's cool. But you do waste so much time, I think, going, I'm not going to try this thing because it's not in my path or yeah. it's not what I, it's not how I saw myself. Yeah. You know? It's weird to, like, I, I think about um, career stuff sometimes and just long term, like, yeah, what what you're investing your time in and is it worth it or whatever. Uh, and, and in my mind, like in my mind, uh, there's hopefully in a weird way, if you do all these things that you like and try and work at them, that somehow those will converge onto a point where like your weird little interests will all kind of come together into a nice place for you. <laughs> like I just imagine that somehow like these things, and, you know, and my, my interests are, my interests aren't that like way, you know, all over the place to be fair. But, but I do imagine like, cool, like my, my interest in film and comedy and improvising and writing, all that will just somehow, it will come together to a nice little perfect, the podcast, like all will come together. Uh, and I, I don't know, I think, but I do, I don't know. There, I think there's, whether it will or won't, I think it's good to do a bunch of that stuff to hopefully at least find your way. Well, there's actually no way for it not to. Like there's, I've been like when you're hearing you talk about it, I was like, well, the perfect thing that it comes to is just you and wherever you are in the present moment. Wow. There is no way to let like you might have let go and been like, I don't do this anymore. Yeah. But it's still an experience that you have and you're bringing it with you for the rest of your life. Right. You know, like I, yeah, I yeah. sort of love that aspect. I'm making myself actually feel a lot better right now about cool, all the things that I've given up on. We did it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. All all of your all of your failed pursuits are okay now. Yeah, because they're part of me, and I'm sure they'll come out in some amazing project. Yeah, totally. That I write. Totally. Bye, Claire. Bye. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Her eyes were dilated. Did you see that? I saw it from across the room. Oh, I just thought that's how she looked. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> I've never met her. I don't know. I don't talk to her a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, do you edit out roommate walking through, or do you leave I don't it? know. I feel like I'm probably going to leave it in. I don't know. It's kind of fun with the dilated beady eyes. Right? Yeah. Isn't that... That's so interesting. Yeah. I think that's what the people want. Yeah. It's just to know what's going on in, in my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, then, let's... Uh, so, so getting involved at UCB, what was what was that uh, all about? Because, yeah, you waited for a little bit. Yeah, I waited. You made a math event, and then what, what, like, maybe what was the... What was um, like the... It was... The, the, what actually made me take a class was this is it's bad that I let things get this bad. I felt like I was sort of at one of those rock bottom places. I wasn't drinking or dead or anything, but I was just depressed and like. Wait, you weren't dead? No, but that's, <laughs> I, when I hear rock bottom, I think of someone like at the bottom of Rocky Pit, dead. And yeah, like, you really okay. That's why, I, like, but that's where my soul was. Yeah, you're you're thinking I know who killed me style. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, but I at the time, so I'd been taking all these method classes doing these method workshops you know and you know what is involved it's like you have to sit there for four hours and cry about things that happened in your past and after a while your body's so done with it that you have to force yourself to cry about things that happened in your past and it's not a fun place and then I was also substitute teaching nannying and occasionally doing background work still um I don't know at the old age of whatever that was 28 uh and I think I was just like this is ridiculous I I'm not enjoying my life i randomly met a guy in a bar and we hit it off. He was very funny. 
he had a very, I will not get into details so it, as not to say who it was, but he had a very desirable comedy job and I was so impressed with his life and I got a huge crush on him. We went out a couple times and then he never called again. And the weird thing was after he never called, I was crushed and not because of him. This took me a little while to realize, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wanted to be him. Like, I just wanted to be around him because I wanted his life so badly. And I was so jealous that he was doing all these fun things and hanging out with really funny people. And I, it was DC Pearson. It was D and that was DC Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> we both wanted to be DC Pearson. <laughs> yeah. When you brought him up earlier, I was like, oh God, life is a herald. Uh, <laughs> oh God, life is a herald. That's good. I'm going to make that shirt. <laughs> I can't take credit. Jim Woods used to say that all the time. Oh, God, uh, that's, really all, all the time. that's really funny. Um, but that, I, so I like the, I think it was probably the day he stopped calling. I started writing a comedy script and I signed up for UCB and I suddenly was very happy and my life. I feel like within a week was so much better. Yeah. Just cause I was like, Oh, I'm so fucking jealous of this guy that I made myself have a crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really cool. I like that. I like, I just like that there was, that it brought happiness into the life. That is, that's cool. Um, I, I think it, uh, I actually, I feel like I had a not too different experience getting into improv. Cause like, uh, I just didn't have shit going on. Like I, I think, and, and I don't know if that's exactly where you had, but like I graduated, I graduated college and I probably, I think, I guess I didn't get into improv for probably a year or so later. And I was just like, I was like, in that time, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going after. I don't know what, like, I don't have, like, friends that I like. Like, all, you know, m- most of my friends are, like, off other places. I'm living far away. I, I, what, what's, what is it that's supposed to make me happy and have, I'm, what is it that I'm supposed to have fun doing? Uh, and then, like, you know, getting into improv, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I can, I can just, like, goof around it sometimes. Sa- it saved you. It saved me. I, I've said that before, and it sounds so dramatic, and I hate myself for it. But I really do mean that. Like, improv totally saved my life. In the weird way that, like, and not like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. But, like, I'm like, ah, I'll probably just go back home and, like, live with my parents and be, like, a, a bummer loser guy. UCB no is like your, uh, UCB is like your Julia Child to that Julie girl. You're Julie from Julie Julia and Julia. Julia. Yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, but... it's such a good movie. Everyone right now is listening is going, why would you think that it is? I don't understand why people no, don't like that movie. Let's, it's let's a just, great you know, movie. We're just going to, we're just going to try to get all of our life experiences into movie analogies. <laughs> you did Pitch Perfect. I did Julie and Julia. <laughs> Julie and Julia. I don't know. I'm not going to watch Julie it. Julie and Julia. I'm not going to watch it anyway. You'll love it. I, Steven. You don't know me. Oh, when, we, when everyone says that, I'm like, I guess that's true, but it makes me so <laughs> you, sad. It was like, funny because I said that, and there was like a very genuine sadness that went across your face, and I was like, oh, I take it back. There was. Like, you a, know be, me. No, because you're tr- that's true. I don't. Uh, but it did make me I sad because like like, now we're sitting Julie here. And Julia. I have really, oh my, now I am crying on the podcast. I don't know what happened. Oh no. <laughs> Yay! Oh, no. I did it! I'm I've first. reached Oprah status. Am I the first person to cry in your podcast? Yeah, because <laughs> you said you don't know me, <laughs> which is the goofiest reason. Cry. I don't know what happened. Oh my god, I was gonna get coffee on the way over. I must be emotional. I don't I like not know knowing me. people. I don't know. It's so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my god, I got really hot just now. Oh, oh my god, Stephen, we have to hang out. This is really awful. Okay, okay, let's do that. Do you want to? Do you want to like hug this out real quick and just like over the tape? But then we that's no, no. Just I'm gonna a get hug. up and do it, that's and just then a hug. just we'll connect and then like get back to the thing. You're just doing this for your podcast now. You just want the Oprah moment of nobody's gonna see it. Why <laughs> most people don't know? I could just say I did it, and they'll never know. Okay, let's hug it All out. Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. You can know me. <laughs> oh I just made a joke. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Okay. So UCB saved my life. It's my Julie and Julia. Um, and then, but no, what about you? So you got into it. You, you, you meet it. You feel like immediately kind of things kind of turned around. You're happy. Yeah. About it. Well, uh, yeah. So more on that. So I took, <laughs> I got into Will McLaughlin's one-on-one class and it, I was so nervous before the class that I was parked outside on the street possibly deciding not to go in because I was like I haven't done this in so long oh god I'm not gonna be funny like I I don't know what I'm doing and um went in like ready to throw up and as soon as he called people up I was like I'll just be the first one to get up that's fine you know because like get it out and suddenly I was like oh I remember how to do this this is amazing and 101's like yeah you don't realize till you've gotten to 401 how easy 101 so, yeah. is. Yeah. But I think that's why it's so great. Because it really is like, let's just see if you enjoy this before we try to... It's very easy, but it also it also does feel like just enough. I think, I think you know, I only know so much about the improv, but I do feel like it's just enough of a challenge, too. Like, there's just oh, enough yeah. of those things that it's like, whew, I went through a little bit of work today. And it's like, yeah, go, you know, now yeah. you're like, what? I could do that. For sure. For and by days. the end of the day, you're like, I can't believe I got out and did that. But it's yeah. like, you got generally, I feel like it works. And I yeah. think even people, I think even people who maybe aren't naturally uh, comedic or whatever it is can have fun in that class. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's not till 201 where there's, where I feel like the, a little bit of math comes in. Yeah. To, yeah. Two, by, the, by the time you're getting in 301, that's when it's like, oh, that's when it's like, like, like you better love it. Yeah. Cause, other, Cause it's, I remember in 201 or 301 is when I was like, oh, I don't know if I know what's funny anymore, you know? Yeah. But I still think I have that phase. Like once a year I'll be like, oh, I've seen too much comedy and I've done too much comedy and now I don't know what scenes are funny or what's funny about me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That getting too saturated in it is always a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a friend take one on one at the end of in the end of 2012, and she was uh, not like super like comedic, but she. But I remember she was talking to her about. It. She's like, yeah, I had like a lot of fun, and like she was all excited, kind of kind of nervous, excited about her class show. I'm like that's cool. Like that's like I think that's exactly what you want. At least it for at least it to be like a nice, a gentle introduction into it. You yeah, know? like yeah. if because improv because improv, I love improv, but it sucks a lot in this and at other times you know what I mean like it sucks when you're really really in, like trying to understand what game is or it sucks when you do a show for two people and it doesn't go over well and you're like well what the hell and why did these two people laugh it's like well there's two of them like, right the, right you know the, the, that there's plenty of that to go on later and it's nice that like it's just nice <laughs> yeah and I, well and I think too what you're talking about I don't know if you do this I do this but as soon as anything matters to me, I start beating myself up about it. So in 101, it was just yeah. a class I was taking. Like, yeah. there was nothing to beat myself up about. It didn't even, if I did something dumb, I, I figured, like, whatever, I did something dumb in class today. Who cares, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until, you know, whenever I suddenly was like, oh, I think I want to be in the Herald team. And that's when shows would matter. And I'd be like, fuck that up. Like, that was, I should have, you know, you always, like, rewrite it afterwards. And, like, what the scene could have been if you had just had the, the right reaction. And, yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah, totally. Um yeah, actually, on my on my like main improv team now, 
uh, there was a there was a time when I'm like I really like this team we're really good and I was like so like stressed out about it because I'm like I'm not bringing enough and like everybody's really good I'm trying really hard and like it was so it is like depressing in a weird way to like like I really care about this I want it to be good I want to bring I want to be like nine times better than I am and that's like so like weirdly defeating like ah oh, I don't know what to do yeah and and going on stage with that. Uh, feeling in your body is never going to create good improv. No. It's like the show, the shows where I've like noted myself backstage yeah. are, yeah, really fun shows because I'm, I'm on stage being like, oh, I was, I was going to take a moment before I responded and I yeah. didn't. And no, yeah. Yeah. I always, uh, I feel like whenever I get into that rut, I always try to, uh, start the show, like just start, do something very right at the top. Like, yeah. Uh, cause if I, if I hang back too long, I'll get more and more nervous as it continues. Like I didn't do anything. Everybody knows I'm not doing anything in reality. Nobody yeah, is no thinking about you. Noticing that, yeah. Uh, cause if you, yeah, if you watch, if you watch a show, you probably won't realize that somebody hasn't stepped on until the group games until like, Oh, well, yeah, I guess like you're just not thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I always, I always think that's helpful to go out and just like, right, I'm doing something. And then like, what if you, if you're lucky enough to get a laugh in the very beginning of it, like. It's great. I remember. I remember. I was in like a big rut for a while, and they did a show, or we did a show, and some like two people stepped out, and I was like, I was like, oh, I wanted to step out, and they pulled up chairs, and they said, oh, the best seats in the house, and I was like, oh, fine. So I stepped up behind him, I pulled up chairs, and I said, ah, behind, right behind him, the second best seats in the house, and they got a laugh. I was like, great, oh, cool, I can do this, and like I just <laughs> and like I really like for months that carried me. I was like, fine, I can, I'm okay now, just because I did this not that interesting or helpful of a move, but I got to laugh. Like, and, I, and, and you just got to get out there. Yeah. Called Stephen Pearlstein. It's the second best season. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah. uh, so come check it out. Yeah. February 17th. We're going to be great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about there. Um, so yeah. So like, so yeah, when like you did realize like you want to be on a Herald team, what, yeah. was, what was, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess the first time I auditioned, I was then in 401 with Will McLaughlin, and he got me into audition like during during the class. Yeah. And uh, I got a call back and then didn't get on and you yeah. know cried or whatever and then got over it pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then the next year I auditioned and didn't get a call back, which was like that's got to be stressful. Crushing. Yeah. I I've never. I, I at the time was like going through a lot of other weird health issues and a lot of it was like strange hives breaking out all over and it, it, it was may have been mostly stress. In okay. fact, in fact, let's say it was it was let's just say stress. stress. Okay. But I got the email that I didn't get a call back and I, you know, like felt my body get really hot and I was like, what is going on? And I, I looked in the mirror and I you could see hives all just moving all over my body. I mean, it was just. Oh no! And my body immediately. I think I was so emotional about it that I couldn't even <laughs> feel it, and so my body was like, "Well, we'll react for you." you know? and, uh, oh, yeah. And so then, and, you sent, and then you sent a picture to the Herald Committee of like what had happened. And be like, you're, you're killing me. Yeah, and so, so they reconsidered and, yeah. and put me on. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that what I got, like. Then I got over it really fast, and just for me, the thing was to just be like, "Okay, cool." I tried yeah. the next day, do a show, and and yeah, get right back on it, and then the third year I got on so and now the lovely Kid Grift and now Kid Grift and I lucked out as you as you know because they're amazing it's a good um I don't want to take away from anybody's experience uh but I do think it is a cool thing to be on a, a Herald team where everybody's new and fresh like like 
you know, again, not trying to take away from anybody's experience, same thing as lesser, but you can see the, the difference a little bit and you're like, oh, cool, this is probably more fun in a weird way. You, well, it's definitely, uh, it bonds you immediately because you're yeah. all going through the exact same thing at the same time, which is yeah. this like amazing, like overwhelming feeling of excitement and, oh my God, what have we just yeah. signed up for? Yeah, it's, you, you know, know what it is? It's, uh, I'm trying to think of a good movie. You know what? It's Ocean's 13, except with eight. Uh, when you're putting together a ragtag crew, like it's that, like you're like, oh cool, we just put us all together. Well, let's see if we can, can we rob this fucking casino. But weren't those guys all veterans who robbed casinos? That's really like. I'm just trying this movie thing, Aaron. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> all right, but I know movies, Steve. <laughs> don't Damn make it. me cry. Again. You're gonna make me cry. I thought I knew fucking movies. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but that, yeah, that, yeah. that immediate bonding thing of just like coming together, like, wait, we're, we did it, yeah, yeah. Who and, are and, you? and it's so cool to be like <laughs> to meet people and know that you're going to be on stage with them in three weeks, yeah, you know, and and that was that was cool. Is it Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> it's Reservoir they must have killed people before in that movie. Michael Mann cut that guy's ear off, no problem. What? That what? In Michael? my in Reservoir Dogs, Michael Mann's in that. Maybe I have the name wrong. I, I usually do. do. What? Who is Michael the- Mann's a director? <laughs> no, that's that's you're thinking of Michael Moore. No, I'm thinking of Michael Mann. <laughs> Michael Mann did Heat. Oh yeah, I and guess he did. Miami Vice. Okay, he's a good-looking Clown. guy, but with a slightly round cherubic. Oh, face. I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name either. Michael something. Yeah. Anyway, we'll say it's Michael Showalter. He cut off a guy's ear. Yeah. There's, there's no way it was his first time around the block on violent crimes. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I guess you. Always, I guess at some point it's the first year, but I bet he was more emotional the first time it happened. <laughs> He's probably emotional. Yeah, he probably got halfway through and was like, like, "What, the what fuck am I doing? doing? I, don't, <laughs> I could have. I was good at baseball. I could have followed that. I'm a handsome guy. I could have done some print work. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's that's probably what happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what are we talking about? Harold team. Um. So uh, so yeah, Kid Griff. Uh, in your uh. We already talked about this, but uh, we already talked a little about this in your, in your Kid Grift episode. But your first coach was Berg, right? Our first coach was Berg. Yeah. And, I mean, he's, he was amazing. Like, he yeah. was just the perfect energy for us, which is very uh, – he's high, high energy, but he can channel us because I think we are kind of a summer, campy, slumber party feel. Like, we're yeah. so – we can go crazy very quickly, so it's good to have someone who's like, great, great, great guys. You guys are very supportive. Now let's let's find a game. Yeah, <laughs> let's calm down. You know, um, <laughs> like hamsters. It's like yeah. But uh, yeah, he he was an amazing first coach. I'm so happy he was our first coach. Yeah, and then uh, and then like uh, and then I don't know. Like, well, since since we've been so personal in this episode, like why not? Like what was like personally? How how was that whole thing for you? Like what? Just getting on a Herald team. Failings, emotions, life changed. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Getting that phone call was honestly, like, one of the happiest things. It really was. Like, it's hard to... It's hard to say that, because I I never want to be in a place where I'm, like, you know... That being on a Herald team is the be-all, end-all. I don't believe that, and having been on one now and seeing how many ways you can be in the theater without being on a house team, I, I, I think it's absolutely untrue. But because I wanted it for so long, and it was such a big deal to me that, like, 
and I, and also I thought I'd totally fucked my audition. It was like 11 p.m. I'd been up since five. I don't I didn't remember what I did, but I walked out and I was like, I know I fucked it up again. I didn't get it. I, yeah. I know I didn't get it. Spent the whole day like terribly angry at the class I was teaching and like these high school kids was really mean to them. <laughs> and I got home and I was like in such a dark place. And then Neil called and I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I I could not believe it. Yeah. It was, I was just I was I was in shock. I was so excited. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's not weird misery method, sorry, method stuff. It was not no, it's not it's not Poor method misery. stuff. Uh so okay, so then uh, we could we could talk about Harold's stuff too. But I want to just jump a little bit to you like your improvising cuz I think when I watch you um <clears throat> it's super I think I, I think I remember your first. I saw your guys' first show. I don't know if this is your first show or not, uh, but I remember you guys were doing the the living room opening for a while, and you did. You said something uh, that was clearly very true, <laughs> very shocking to everybody, and hilarious. Do you remember what it was? Because uh, uh, I like to hear nice things about myself. Okay. Yeah. Well. Well, I, I think I think I said the nice thing. Your story was was weird. Uh, no, I think you I think you said something like, uh, "Did you you guys ever hear about like kids being like molested by teachers?" Oh, I do remember this. Show. I don't do think that was that? our first one, but yes, I yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you're like, and then you ever feel bad like. You know, like why not? Why not me? And that I think it was even more specific because I it went. Was, it I was, was yeah, in a exactly. class where it turned out that the teacher had molested kids that year no. and I remember and 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 my mom like called to tell me and he you know I, I looked it up and he's all over the internet and everything yeah. and I was like partly of course like god that's awful and yeah. then like he never approached me yeah <laughs> which is yeah because terrible and it was it was truly it was a very truly uh it was a moment like in the theater because it took it took like like a minute and a half to recover from that and if you know UCB theater like Nothing takes that long. It took a while to just recover from that statement. Um, and I remember just going like, Jesus, that was ballsy. Like, <laughs> she just said that. Oh, what the God. hell? <laughs> and and we were collect- as an audience collectively doing that for a minute and a half. Um, so, uh, but, so it just like, so I guess what I'm saying, like, I feel like you're very, um, or a lot of times I see you get like super, uh, forthright with stuff and yeah. like honest and uh like well I mean what's that all about yeah <laughs> I, I I you know I think I can probably trace back to where it started which is I think that like I started recognizing early on that like I had very neurotic feelings about certain things or that they seemed neurotic to me yeah and the only way to sort of deal with them was to make the joke first um or to just say them out you know like people do actually I think laugh when you can just when you say something that's very truthful and raw, but like it's not that big of a deal. Because yeah. honestly, it usually isn't. Usually, people laugh because they actually did have the same feeling. Yeah, you know, um, and and I like I have opinions about this because I think people can go online or go into a show and just expose themselves in a way that isn't funny and is uncomfortable for the audience, and that to me is a really different thing. You know, like I, I think you can be in a vulnerable place, and if you don't have any perspective on it, and if you're not doing it. Uh, for any kind of artistic reason, yeah, it's just uncomfortable. So I always try to be careful about that. Um, and I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've put people in a position of not feeling like what I said was funny. Yeah, I, I think there are probably people who would read my Twitter or read blogs I've written and been like, "That's that's more information than I wanted to know." Yeah. But, but to me, it's to me because I know that there's so much I'm not 
telling and exposing, those are the things I've chosen to yeah. that are fine. Like they they feel like an exposure, but they are so not the, the other things I could talk about. Mm-hmm. That to me, it just feels like my brand of humor as opposed to uh, telling secrets that I'll regret later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's interesting, uh, just that point that you made about perspective, uh, because I do, and I'm sure you've seen this too, uh, where people will say something that's clearly true and, or like have, you know, and it'll be something like, we'll just use your, uh, why didn't a teacher molest me thing? Uh, <laughs> and, and then have that be, I don't know, like, cause I, I think, and I think I remember like you were just like, right, guys, come on. Like you all felt like, and you were doing it in like a, a clearly like jokey way. Sure. Like, cause I, you know, like I I'm recognize sure it's that. ridiculous. Yeah, you, yeah. You, there's no, there's, uh, but I do believe that I do believe that that was a genuine thought at one point and that, uh, and it's, uh, and you did so, but yeah, like to put that, like that, that like safety spin on it, like that thing, just going, it's fine guys. Like I, I understand that this is silly. It's true, yeah. but I understand that it's silly. And like, uh, to it's one, I think it's that thing of like oh I see that Aaron's in control of this this feeling that she had whereas I'm, I'm sure you've seen this at some point where somebody would say something like that and just be like and I was really bummed out about it and you're like right oh no and then you feel yeah and I, and it's almost What's like happening? they've put it in the audience's lap for the reaction like they don't know what what reaction to get and yeah. then you feel as an audience very responsible because yeah. you're there for. What are, even if you're not there for a comedy show, if you're there yeah. for any kind of show, you feel like they're going to tell you, you know, the, the performer should be telling you how to feel, really. Yeah. And you're taking, you're taking on a ride. If someone says something that they're still raw about and you feel like it's on you to react in a way that helps them, it's, it's completely changed the dynamic. I feel like yeah. you never want to give that power Ooh. to an audience because you're no longer doing a show. You're, 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 you're doing therapy at that point. The, uh, cool. I, we just touched on something very interesting that I think all people should listen to that. Like, <laughs> just re- go back like 60 seconds and hit, listen to that again because that's, that's totally a thing. Like that uh, not – yeah, not – Put, putting that on the putting putting something in the audience to like yeah I have to take care of this or like because yeah it's that you I think I think it, you hear that in the audience reactions too and it, there, there's a difference between like a uh, gross or a oh moment like whoa like and I think yeah. I think that's gen- genuinely how that 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 reaction manifests itself is people go oh I don't know what to do am I laughing am I crying am I happy like I don't right uh. and I mean sometimes that's sometimes even that's a valid reaction like yeah. if that's what you were going for or sort of just to spin them yeah fine yeah you know uh, I don't like I don't mind getting a non laugh from an audience. In fact sometimes I think it's way more satisfying to get that that like Yeah. Oh <laughs> like that's yeah. sad. Yeah. I don't know why I like that more, but um I, yeah, but I, I, I think I I think that like it almost is like what what you were just saying in terms of like, wow, I can't believe Aaron said that. Yeah. I didn't walk off stage and, and go like Oh fuck! I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. To me, I've like I was like I've probably made that joke on Twitter. I've probably yeah. I've thought about this before. It certainly wasn't me coming out of the closet with a new feeling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Unlike when Matt Newell uh, admitted that he was, had been convicted of a felony on stage, no. <laughs> but he no he knew what he knew what the reaction would be. <laughs> it was the audience and Kid Grift all going what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually remember this coming up uh, on the and the oh kid, did it come up the, in that one yeah day? yeah and uh, and and it just there was. Uh, uproarious laughter from the eight of you, and just like like little like words flying across. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't see that show. What happened? Oh and God. then it just got moved on. It's fine. We're gonna move on again. We'll we'll on again. Um, Matt can come on himself. Yeah, yeah, apparently, I'm gonna have to. I don't know. He's a convicted felon. Apparently, I'm scared of it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, I think. And also, that's that 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 reaction to thing. There is um, there is 
uh, of course, like getting other reactions from an audience. Uh, I, I'm on a team with Lelon, and she's really good at getting like the "oh, that was sweet" yeah. things. She just she'll just drop it out of nowhere, and I'm like, "Oh, you beautiful." Oh, you nice person. How do you do that? Uh, yeah, Mike yeah, Carlson so, gets those too. Really? Mike Carlson is so great at, at and so is Marissa. Actually, they both I can say that, that one, that one line that's yeah. like so truthful and, and innocent about their sad, the sad time they're having. Not them, but the character yeah, yeah, they're yeah. playing. They, they both get it. I think out of the team, get the most. Like, yeah. Aww. You guys are and nice. Other, you, it's so funny to be the other person on stage because then you're like, oh, I've. I have to keep playing what I chose. Yeah, now I have I'm the to asshole. keep being the jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like, uh, yeah, because like it's pretty easy to commit to uh, a jerk of a character to people who are resistant to it or whatever. But yeah, uh, when somebody when somebody gets like sad about it, and then the audience is clearly on their side totally in that, that genuine side. way, you're yeah. like. Oh man! Like I, I gotta, I just have I gotta to, really be mean. I have to be the villain. Yeah, uh, sometimes you have to be the villain. Sometimes you do. Uh, uh, let's see. Then, um, all right, I'm gonna move. We can go back to Harold stuff real quick. Um, sure. So, uh, Kid Grift is entering their third year of being a Harold team. Oh my god! I know. Oh my god! I know. How's that? It's. It's it's a really different feeling. I've been surprised by how different I felt as the team has gone on. Yeah. Um, like the first year was kind of just super fun and crazy. The second year was suddenly like, okay, we made it through. Like it feels like there's pressure now. Like yeah. we really need to do this. And I think there was much more head work on all of our parts in, in terms of like um, just figuring out like where we were. And there's suddenly there's new teams, so we're not the newbies anymore. There's not that kind of like, well, you guys just gone on. You've got time to get good. And yeah. Um, and then I have to say that coming into this year felt great like it was great to get that third like we're gonna give you another shot we just switched to drew defonzo marks as a coach and i love him i think he's gonna be i think he's as similar energy to berg yeah and so it's sort of cool to have someone who is both very very high energy but also very directed yeah um i'm just really I, i don't know i'm excited i feel like we're all i think we're all in a place where we we know how to have fun with each other we know how to have fun shows, um, and I think now it's like we really just want to we kind of want to polish, yeah. You know, because we've never had problems supporting and playing with each other, yeah. You know, and so this is sort of that year where it's like let's not fuck around. Yeah, it's you know? it, it's I think it's interesting because like clearly you do have to hone it into, uh, yeah, just time like it, it's ne- it's never really done, but especially on Herald Night, it does feel like teams go through changes that you can kind of feel like oh we're yeah gonna. but yeah I, I could i could see that like trying to like okay we're really trying to to make this show yeah a thing and it's and it's it is weird just like the different phases you go through it and i, I had not i had not really known that that was what was happening when i'd see teams in the past you yeah. know um but i think even something like changing openings can really change the dynamic because yeah. People have different preferences in terms of openings. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> and it is. And with eight people deciding, there's going to be people on the team who don't love the opening. And yeah. so that can change like the feeling that you go on stage with for a while. It did for me. I mean, uh, I think Jason Sheridan and I would go back to the living room anytime. <laughs> and we never will because we, you know, we yeah. did that. But uh, other people love the opening we're doing now. Yeah, what so are you guys doing now? I can't we're scene it. painting, although we are okay. about to change it. Yeah. Um, to, Ooh, to I don't know what. what. I don't know Just what. Anything. We have a list. We have a short list of, of ones we're going to try. Uh, does, does Drew have you doing um, his, uh, I guess it's, it's not an organic, but kind of. I heard a rumor, and I won't 
say which team, but I heard a rumor that one of the other teams is actually learning that from him at this very moment. Oh, cool. So one of the teams will be doing that, but not not us. So, okay, cool. <laughs> he, I think they got him, they have a coach, but they yeah. got him specifically to come in to teach them that opening because he did it on last day of school. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a good opening, right? I, we've done it, did it, I had a class with them yeah. uh, right after my four. I think it would be really cool. Um, I think we're... I'm hoping we're moving away from scene painting and organic because we've done both of those yeah. very recently. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm hoping we do something cool, different. Yeah. All right. You can do it. I believe in you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've actually been really wanting to see a team do an opening like that for a while. Yeah. Well, uh, you will. So it's cool. I finally, <laughs> finally the thoughts that I've had in my brain have manifested themselves. And now, and it's still a surprise. Like, you don't know who is doing it. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I can narrow it down to five teams. You can, yeah. And yeah, it's not bad. Actually, I, no, I can, I can even narrow it down even further than that, probably. But I'm not going. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We won't play guessing. Yeah. Guessing. Let's not do this. Let's, Let's not. not. Don't, yell, don't yell at me, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, everything's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Um, okay. Uh, then, and then let's, uh, then let's maybe talk about, uh, Okay, oh, I also wanted to just talk to you about musical improv, because that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. What's what's the deal with musical improv? How did um, you get into that? Because I, I, I see it, and I'm like, oh, that'd be fun, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, I, I just sort of, I took it on a whim. Like, yeah. I, Eliza Skinner had just moved out. I had seen Baby Wants Candy a bunch of times in New York, and I had the same reaction I think pe- some people see when they see improv for the first time, where I was like, that has to be written part of it has to be written you know yeah. like it was so good i couldn't understand how it wasn't yeah um and so i decided to take a class with her and she teaches you how to look like it's written and it's not i don't think any of the teams i was on ever pulled that off necessarily but um uh no you guys did i remember i remember there was a week i think it was around halloween at some point where i saw you do like three musical improv shows in a row and i was like and I and I, I I think I had sent you a message on Twitter because I was like, "This is you're unbelievable." Like oh, I, I don't couldn't. Know if I even saw that. I, I think I think you did. I think you replied to it even. Uh, no, no worries. Oh, it's, good. it's okay. It's fine. No, well, I think this. I think this was 2011, and you know we didn't yeah, know each other. I don't know you. It was fine. We don't know each other, Stephen. It's uh, okay. Yeah, I I do. That was this last Halloween, right? No, I think it was before. Oh, I think before it was long before. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't I, know. I just but I do. But I remember I saw you do like three, and I was just like. Whoa! <laughs> it came out of nowhere. And I think it, for me, I, I've always liked singing. I've never done it as a thing. I don't know how, really. Um, yeah. I'm not like a professional singer in any way. But I definitely have that fantasy of like breaking out into song in life. And there, mm-hmm. like that's such a fun thing to yeah. like to be like, you know what? Let's stop talking about our feelings. I always thought about you. You know, like so great to just be like, I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm going to put it out do there. It. And also, no one can interrupt you because you're singing. Yeah. Which is my favorite thing. <laughs> you just like to have. I'm like, this isn't a duet, Zach. Get back on the back line. Don't but, care uh, how good yeah, you are at this. It's a, it, it's a fucking fantasy. Like, yeah. It's so great to be like, at some point, this scene is going to break out into a song about feelings. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I like that your focus is on the feelings part of it. That's great. My focus is always on the feelings. It really I, is. I always get made fun of for that. It but really is. Those are, the fun, those are the more interesting scenes. You're all, you're all, you're all about... Well, no, I think even even in just in this conversation, you're all about the the, the feelings. Where I'm, yeah, man. You got to know where you're coming from. That's great. Yeah. I dig it. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but I was going to talk about musical stuff, and I forgot... Well, well, you did, you oh yeah, me. I think there's some. Huh? Oh no, go ahead. No, you can you can say your thing. I was gonna say you warned me that you were underprepared, so I yeah. can I can if you want to be thinking. I you can, weren't supposed to tell anybody. You can edit it. No, I can't. 
I'm not going to edit out the roommate thing. I'm not going to edit out this. <laughs> I don't have the time. Um, uh, yeah, in the, it's it, it's musical improv is really cool too because there's something so spectacular about it. Like people see it over and over again. Yeah, and it every time it brings down the house in the way that you just couldn't. I don't, I, and I, I get it. Like there's some, they're making like that thing where like I don't know how you walk out on stage and say stuff and like it's all made up. Like a, you know, people have that thought, right? And then I think even improvisers, you know, like myself, and I'm sure plenty of people that you know who are like, I don't know how you walk out on stage and make up a song, uh, right? And like that, and and it just it blows minds like no other. And that every time you finish a song, it feels like just audiences freak out and love it and that's yeah when i think the fun part of it is it is sort of a magic trick because once you take musical improv there's you know there are very clear sort of two or three song structures that you learn and so you are improvising but within a structure sort of like improvising but within a a form you know uh but it is because the audiences don't know the magic trick you have this great permission to sort of like I think this is also why you see better improv in musicals shows sometimes is people aren't focused on being funny and finding the game. They get to just go out there and really be in the moment and then break into song. And you see some really, I think, some really funny scenes up until the song starts because people aren't in their heads. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's really, like, this is going to be fun. The audience is giving us permission because we're singing. Like, we're going out and we're singing. So, like, they have to give us a break. Yeah. You know, because we're not singers. I think that's the thing, too, is huh. most, of, most people who do it aren't aren't singers yeah except for zach and richie i mean i do ha- i'm on a team with like a lot of musical dudes yeah so uh yeah actually i saw lay scissorabla and i was i was actually curious like why well, didn't i see aaron in it but they asked if i wanted to be part of the chorus yeah. and i said no <laughs> so no thanks i actually i know that sounds terrible good, but i was like i don't know if on. it's just i was like if i'm gonna be in the chorus i'd almost rather go see it yeah you know did you see it no <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw it. It was really good. I can't wait to see it. Uh, so far, what's happened is out of town, had the flu, couldn't get tickets. Mm. So I'm, I, I, I'm hoping that they do another, another yeah, round. Yeah, I hope so too. It was really, it was a really good show. I was, uh, and I have never seen Les Mis at all. I know nothing about it. Uh, and, and before the show, you I'm like, watch the I, movie. No, it's two hours and forty minutes long. Yeah, and it feels longer than that. I don't. Ha- I have. I have to edit podcasts. I have things going on. <laughs> I don't have things going on, so I watched it. <sighs> I don't believe it you. It was hard. It sounds hard. And it also looks like a bummer. And I, like, I don't know. I, from the like two things that I've heard about, it's like, oh, cool. I'm, I, spoiler alert. Uh, I hate myself for saying it. I guess like Anne Hathaway dies. And then like, Yeah, I don't sad. think that's a spoiler alert since the thing was written in like... I don't know. I, 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 I don't, don't know, know how to do it. I hate myself for saying it. It's not, you know what, I when I watched the movie, I thought, okay, if I saw this live, I bet I'd appreciate the music. I bet, yeah. I, 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 bet I would enjoy this. Watching, no, I can't say names of that. I feel like I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah. I can say Russell Crowe, actually. You know what? He's not following me Fucking on Twitter. Russell Crowe. Uh, that was actually so ballsy of me to be like, what if he hears this? He won't listen to this. Um, hey. Sorry, Steve. Russell Crowe might. <laughs> he can't sing. That's what I wanted to say. It yeah, was actually, painful to watch. I saw, yeah, I saw a clip, and I'm like, hmm, that's not working. Now I've trashed an actor, and I feel terrible. I really don't. Now I feel bad. Yeah, don't cry again. I um, won't. I just feel now. I, it's not. This isn't tears feelings. This is a shame. I feel terrible. I shouldn't because, like, whatever. He's Russell Crowe. He's done so many amazing things. Yeah, Gladiator. Gladiator. I love that movie. Come on. Yeah, he's killing people. Uh, okay. Uh, real lot. 
on Twitter, Mike Rowe got a question that he somebody submitted a question. Mike Rowe. Oh, okay. Had suggestions for being funny on Twitter since you're the best. So, so he said suggestions for being funny on Twitter. Yeah, Is since it? you're the best. Oh wow, that's yeah, nice. How, how, okay. how do you be funny on Twitter? Um, I only know the way I'm funny and what I find funny. So. Mine is exactly what I told you before. I think it's if you tell the truth and make sure you have your perspective spin on it. That's yeah. sort of my only, that's my only formula for a tweet is like, what was an inappropriate thought I had and now how can I mask it in a funny way? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you were to sort of like dissect any tweet I had, it probably came from like a place that I wouldn't want to talk about, but I've tried to make it into a joke. Yeah. Um, and then... I think that's I think that's actually true for what I find funny. Like whenever I laugh out loud, I feel like it's good someone had a thought that they just fucking wrote down. You yeah. know, like it was a true thing. Yeah. The crafted jokes sometimes get me if they're extremely well crafted, but usually not. Yeah. Anyone being mean isn't funny. Yeah, that's that's mostly true. Yeah. It's people people try way too hard on uh I, I spend a lot of time writing uh topical one liner jokes or two liner jokes and for it's Second City thing, and I and um, I started like really hating it, uh, and I was like, "This isn't funny." But also, like uh, seeing a lot of it was just like there was like mean, hateful jokes. I, yeah. I remember like we they did they did it on this forum thing online, and like this one girl posted this thing about Comic Con and how like it was just like it was like or I'd call it like the Virgin Loser Convention. I'm like, and I was like, why? Like, well, not what only did they that, do, and that's not accurate. And well, like, it's also like. Isn't that making fun of nerds from the 80s? Like, I feel like that's... Sure, we can say that about about anyone who reads a comic book, but someone made that joke in 1982. So right. you're, you're... I don't know who I'm trashing at this point. Yeah, who cares? But, but I, just, I just feel like, especially if you're going to be mean, be original. Jesus. Yeah. Like, don't be mean and be unoriginal. Right. Yeah. And that... and that Yeah, I remember... Actually, you know, it was a video game convention. Uh, that was a thing. And I remember... I remember just going like... And I was, I was... I made a whole thing about it. I'm like, I'm just bummed out that you do that. Like, I'm bummed out that that's how you, you attempt to do comedy. Yeah. Is through, like, this, this, like, low... Like, meanness and not clever meanness and just attacking people who super don't deserve it. I'm all about attacking uh, uh, senators who are like, yeah, rape's okay. Like, that's, or, you know, I'm super fine with you making mean jokes at them because they're being awful. But, like, just a group of people who have already, like, who aren't, like, loved anyway, but really didn't do anything wrong. Like, yeah. just don't be a jerk. And it just feels like, 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 oh, this is the kind of joke we do about this, right? Yeah. Without any original yeah. thought behind it. Yeah. There is something uh, that's a bummer about like those stock things like that. You're like, ah, yeah, all right, yeah. And occasionally, like, I'll I will be writing one and be like, oh, I'm yeah. doing it. Oh yeah. I have to, I have to say, like, sometimes I don't. I I go through phases where I really only follow myself on Twitter, <laughs> mainly because if I start reading too many other people's tweets, people go through like these phases where where you know. Well, I can't even think of a great example, but like a certain kind of joke just keeps coming up. You know, whether it's the, my the spirit da- animal, the, the or... quote dash guy who blank. Oh god, do you remember All that? Those, remember yeah. that for and, I've done a, a year? and I've done a couple of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did too. But yeah, yeah, no, that that stuff it infects your brain. It does, and then you start. I realized I had started like the way I crafted tweets had changed, and I'd be thinking like the way other people think. Yeah, and it was like, ooh, I have to get this structure out of my head, and yeah. I like, and it's almost like you can pick up bad habits. You can also learn a lot about about like amazing comedians and how they think on the side of their jobs. Like Sarah Silverman, I love following her on Twitter. She's yeah. hilarious on Twitter and she's still writing for herself, which yeah. is she did one the other day that was 
<laughs> made me laugh because I do this too. She was like, I just think you guys should all know that when I sit down to pee, I sometimes have to whisper, everything is going to be okay in order to make myself relax enough to pee. And I always do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? But I was like, I didn't know. And that's what I'm saying is like, she said it and I'm sure she was like, who fucking cares? I'm not exposing. And I was like, I, I didn't know that other people did that. <laughs> oh no. That's great. I know. Uh, that's really funny. And like, that's not a joke. That's just no, a true thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's. It. I think it's funny how like when you do when you say stuff like that that like, yeah, just those those weird truth the, those weird true thoughts that you have where you're just like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, even even just those. Yeah. Those will be the most liked, retweeted, favorited things, yeah. and that the shit that you're like, all right. Here we go. Let me oh. really get a good. When I got I a have good one angle that I'm on like, this. this is gonna kill. Yeah. One one favorite. Yeah. One one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's heartbreaking, and I was like, I'm like, I, I, I remember being very proud of like jokes. Like I was like, you don't get it. Like this is really good. Yeah. This is really good. You guys should all like this. You should you should tell everybody. And then it just not nothing. Although it is, I sort of like it because then I'm like, see. The, you don't even know these people, and you've put it out there, and they're calling you on your bullshit by being yeah. like, "Yeah, you yeah, tried really hard on that, and I'm not going <laughs> to start." <laughs> yeah, and it works. Uh, all right, well, let's. Uh, all right, let's 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 wrap. Kind of try to wind this down. Uh, uh, you, you know what? Just go straight into the pearls of wisdom segment. I think you oh, might I have done this before. That. Okay, my this is on but, improv or life. <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> Let's try a life one. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's see what happens right, here. You might have to edit out a long pause while I think. Okay. Well, you know what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Honestly, can I tell you my thought process right now? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've been spending like 10 hours a day watching West Wing, and I don't know if I'm in a position to give anybody advice. You've been watching 10 hours. Oh, that's great. Uh, which season are you on? I'm on season three. Okay. I just That's, feel West Wing's really good. It's good, but yeah, it's good. Really but like that, it, besides the point, I'm doing that all day. You know, yeah. like what am I doing? I had a rough start to the year. I don't know what's happening. This isn't what you meant by. Okay, let me think. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to follow that, I path, just want to talk fine. about my sad life. Uh, nope. Here, you know what? I'm going to go back to what I said before because I think it, if if it's something that I am struggling with and it hit home to you. I say go toward what is appealing without judging whether it's your thing or not. I love it. Good. And don't watch too much West Wing. It's bad for you. I don't think that's true. It's, it is bad. Josh Lyman could never be bad for Disconnect you. Disconnect your Netflix. <laughs> I don't have Netflix. It's really sad. Well, that's probably why you're successful. I'm not. What? Do you? Do you <laughs> to me, you're dressed and like up in the daytime. It seems uh, like that's uh, successful uh, to me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really doing bad. I was up all night last night. I feel awful. What, right were, you, what were you up doing? You know, stuff. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna. Also, we we forgot talking about um, uh, writery brain oh, improvising. Yeah. So do do you can, let's let's talk about that. Let's for talk a about that. Bit, a minute. Uh, I mean, yeah. So I feel like I've heard this story like a number of times. Like a, D, a DC Pearson was hmm, Harold. Uh, DC Pearson was talking about uh, he he's really good at improv in the beginning because he could write a lot of it on his side and just mm-hmm. get. And then, and then somebody called him out on the bullshit of it. Like, yeah, you're, but that's not what improv is, right? Man. Uh, so, so yeah. Like, I mean, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of stuff were you going through being a, a writerly person? I think it comes for me anyway. It, you know, it came from like I connected so closely to pulling ideas from monologues, and in that sense, you're doing it in the correct way. You're doing it the way they teach you, which is to hear what someone else said, 
and take whatever the, the unusual or funny thing was and then turn it into a premise. And right. that's totally legitimate. When you've seen paint and you see one sort of weird thing that maybe stands out, out in your mind, yeah. and then you go, well, it's not a premise, and I am comfortable starting with a premise, not a weird idea. Yeah. And so then you find a way to be like, okay, well, if the, if the weird thing that stood out was this, well, I could make it a guy in a cafe, and he says this thing, and then I'll get to that weird. And then at that yeah. point, you've nothing, none of that was in the opening. Yeah. But it's like, it was where my comfort zone was in initiating was like, I want the other person to know exactly where we are and who we are and what is happening in the first line. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's not, the funny thing was like, you could, we could have a successful scene, but it was, it was not being respectful to the opening we'd created. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I think, I think receiving initiations, um, there's sometimes like that moment of when somebody gives you something that they clearly feel is an initiation, something that they clearly feel like, oh, I'm start, we're starting something. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like where it's just like, I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to be, to begin to how to respond to this because it is so concocted, you know? Uh, and that like that, that, that's the thing that I, I see happen. I've, I've had it happen to me and I'm sure I've done it to people and they're just like, I don't know what to do. Right. Uh, and that, and that, like that, I think that's the part when it gets dangerous is like you, I think you can walk people into like, okay, I can, I, I can get an idea here, but it's like, but yeah, if you're, if you're coming off of like, oh, I noticed that there were like, I guess, you know, mud footprints on this um, and we seen painted and now I'm going to turn this into, uh, you know, a murder scene in the forest and like, all right, like, you know, it turns into yeah. this thing you're like, your team partner's like, what are we doing? <laughs> right, right, and it's and it's heavy-handed. I mean, yeah. and I, and I think like having given them and having gotten them, you can you just have to take the scene from there. Like, yeah. there's never that you can't have that blame moment of like, well, this would have been a good scene if either I hadn't fucked up or you hadn't fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's so the worst way to go. F- yeah, forward. Well, I mean, I do that sometimes. Do you do you sit there and <laughs> I, I no I, I I admit that every now and then I'm like. What are we doing? Like I, I, yeah. we, I do, I do it in practice more more than anything. Like I try to every now and then again. I have this team that we practice, and um, I feel like I'm being a jerk here, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, we'll, I'll get an, initi- an initiation that clearly somebody had, like we've we've done somewhere should be pulling premises, and they'll be like, "Hey, how's it going? Like, good. Say your thing." I noticed. Uh, Say no, your thing. Yeah, it seems like, like you're really in the moment. I'm just like, do yeah, I know you have a thing, and it, like it'll take like four lines, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna give you it because I know you have a thing. Like I don't want to run away from it, and like my and like I know it's such a jerky move, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to make it clear that I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to do your your initiation. By, but, like, say it. You have to say it or else sure. we're not going to get anywhere. Which I is mean, so shitty, Eric. I'm the worst person. It's not even... <laughs> I don't even think it's shitty. I think it's that same thing. It's that same panic move of going, I have to ha- I have to have this written before I start. You yeah. know, it's like, I think it's... I think having that reaction to someone... Yeah. Not having enough is the same as going, I don't have enough, so I'm going to overwrite this. And it's yeah. not even uh, shitty. It's you being like, I want to know what the scene is so that it'll be, so that it'll get a laugh yeah. really quickly. And like, I, I have to say sometimes we've done exercises in Becky's class and in other classes where you intentionally give the person what you, in your mind is a shitty initiation. Yeah. And it's so funny to learn that no initiation is actually shitty. Like the first line is what the scene is going to be. And yeah. like, quite honestly, it's, I think it is good player etiquette. If you know someone has something to like sit in it with them, how's it right. going? Good. And you can do this little space work. Maybe yeah. it comes out in the next line after that. It's everyone's scene. You know what yeah. I mean? Like after that, then like 
there's no idea that then we didn't use. Like, right. then you're just in that scene. It is my way of looking at it now. And you're totally right. Yeah. You know? I think, I, you know what, you know what it is, is like, because I think there's a part of me that has been, uh, like, bummed out when you, like, I say, I've been saying bummed out a lot lately. I gotta stop it's that. Like, it's an LA thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, God, I hate it. Um, I've, but yeah, that, like, when I, when I've had, like, an initiation and I say a line to just, like, walk us into it, be like, all right, you know. Thanks for coming in for the interview with the classic. Uh, sec- the third line is going to be the, the real thing. Uh, uh, and then somebody says something and take like really pulls it off track. Like that does. You're like, mm. but that's like, and, see, and it's totally and it's valid. It's I think it's a valid way to do it. It's you know we're 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 making this up. We're going whatever. Sure. But but yeah, I've had that happen and like my I, like my point like why am I defending my kind of actions in this thing is like I want you to do I want you to like I want you to do your scene I, I know what it's like to not get to do your scene or have like have something like oh this would be fun and, and, I, think, and I agree with it you know but what you're saying and I think it's a way that I have thought in the past it's even going I want you to do your scene as if there was a scene out there that we just now need to do as, yeah. if, it, as if it existed or like even when you said get off track yeah. there is no track like you guys are creating it one step at a time for sure and so once that step has been taken if there's a track in your mind that's going a different direction you're not in the scene yeah you know like and and, it, and it's totally valid I've totally been in the position of being like oh I thought I thought we were going to be doing this and your mind can the whole time be like wait should I get back to that initial idea yeah but then you're not playing the scene that's happening yeah you know oh god god what am I doing I don't know can we make a first wife's club reference somehow? I don't know what it would be, but it seems like that would be a good one. Do like do you, why you want to be the one to kill yourself? And then send Does that happen? Her, yeah, in the very beginning, Stalker Channing sends everyone her pearl necklaces that they all got when they were like younger, and then she kills herself. You Whoa! Forgot, you forgot the beginning, the beginning of the movie. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's that's terrifying. Um, all right. Well, the, you know what? I, I love uh, I love that we covered some writing stuff. Writing stuff. Oh, uh, I mean, well. And then, like, as, uh, have you ever found, uh, being rigid in your performance or, like, anything like that? Because thinking stuff, like, is, there, is there a way to break out of that? Have you ever had this problem? Uh, for me... Low commitment, maybe, the thing? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's always, I think it's always commitment. Yeah. Um, anytime I've had a show where I just felt, I don't even know if it's rigid, but if I, where I just felt a little bit in my head. Yeah. It, like committing to even one thing or committing to feeling stupid. I mean, there, I was saying to Jason yesterday after our show, uh, there was a moment in the scene painting where I felt like an idiot. I said something and I was like, immediately was like, why'd you do that? Like that was a dumb joke. And so then I made myself be even dumber and played that part and, yeah. been, and I was that idiot. And I felt better just cause I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I did something shitty. I'm going to be really shitty and yeah. like not sell myself out and, that was a choice I made, so we did it, and now I'm past it, and I'll never have to make that choice again. Yeah. As opposed to, like, sitting through the whole show being like, I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, following, you know, it's like you were saying, following a character, following those choices, even, that stuff will pay off. It, it, even, in, like, if you do a big choice or a weird choice, or you say something stupid, if you follow that consistently, uh, the audience will laugh. Like, I did, I did a show a couple days ago where I just reacted way big to something somebody said, and it got... I, I record all my shows, guys, secret, and I listen back, <laughs> uh, and it got nothing. But I kept that thing going, and by you know by the second, third minute of the show, people are dying because I'm this guy who just keeps it like, what is happening? Yeah. And they were loving it, and it's like, 
cool. Like, it wasn't a funny thing that I did, but I was consistent with my character, and that was funny. Like, that is, yeah. that's such a that's such a valuable tool that I feel like I'm just, like, learning. I'm like, oh, cool. If I just do this thing over and over again, even if I don't really, you know, right. fully believe that it's, like, the funniest thing that's ever happened, I like it. Well, it's that thing and of not changing your mind on stage, yeah. you know, like, because for me, it is so easy to be like, well, maybe it's funnier if my character thinks this. Or yeah. no, actually, I guess I'll go back to her having, and once you've walked the line, there's, your poor scene partner doesn't yeah. know what the map is. And, you know what? And that, and speaking to the writing thing a little bit too, it's like, it's like you're trying to revise it. Like mm-hmm. you can't, because they are, they already, they already read, like it's, if it's a book, they already read the first paragraph and then, and then you're like in the middle of it, you're like changing. So you're like, wait, that's not what yeah. I had. Yeah, I know what was happening. You changed it. You can't do it. And then it's just like this this audience of like being confused and not liking it. And there's oh, there's almost no way to justify you know monumental shifts in character behavior or that point of view. You know, right? And it's just an improv show. Yeah. Like it's just an improv scene. Yeah, it'll, that will never happen again. Yeah. So it's like if you're doing anything other than just you know 100 percent committing to that thing. The audience doesn't care if you go up to the map and you're like, so the actual idea. <laughs> I was going to do. I always love when people bring that up in notes, too, because it's like, I mean, well, what I would have done. It doesn't really yeah. matter at this point. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want everybody to know how smart I was. Yeah. Well, and everyone does. Everyone, everyone <laughs> has that thing of like, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not bad. Uh, awesome. Well, Aaron, uh, this, is, this has been so much fun. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug or share or say to the, the, the listening world? Uh, before? I mean, I think we covered everything. Like, okay. come, to, come to Kid Grift on Harold Night and Kid follow me Night. at Girl with a Tail on at Twitter. Girl with a Tail. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. That was super fun. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, I won't do a long outro because I did an especially long intro, but I'll say one more time. If you have a few extra bucks that you want to support, use to help support the podcast and keep the show available for everyone, you can go to improvobsession.com and you can donate by checking the sidebar using PayPal or Amazon. That's it. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm also still offering that free coaching. Uh, I think that's it. Happy improvising. Golden Age of Improv. Golden Age of Improv Obsession podcast. Thank you to the Improv Obsession heroes. You guys are great. And I will see you all. I will be in your ears next week. I guess we don't really see each other. Wouldn't it be cool if we saw each other? All right. Let's be friends, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, I'm, I'm Ben. Jeff. I'm Ben. I'm Jeff. Uh, no, I'm... I'm j- <sighs> Ben, just, just do, do it. The, just do okay, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, this is Ben, Jeff, and Thayer, and we host a podcast called Convince Me, where we have guests on to try to convince us to get on board with their unique obsessions. Check out our podcast. It's called Convince Me. I'm Jeff.